Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. HousingWire Daily examines the most compelling mortgage, real estate, and fintech articles reported from the HousingWire newsroom. Each afternoon, the HW Digital team provides our listeners with a deeper look into the stories that are helping move markets forward. Hosted and produced by Alcina Lloyd and Victoria Wickham. And now, here's our host. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Victoria Wickham, and this is Housing Wire Daily. Today, you'll be listening to our Mortgage Desk segment with host Kelsey Ramirez. In this episode, Ramirez speaks to Housing Policy Council President and former Director of the Federal Housing Finance Agency, Ed DeMarco, about what policies the Biden administration will put in place as homeowners exit forbearance periods, as well as what its focus on housing discrimination will mean for the mortgage industry. But before we listen, here's a brief word on HousingWire's newest podcast. Right now, more than ever, the housing industry has been having honest conversations about how race impacts the home buying process. To heighten the discussion, Housing Wire is launching Honest Conversations, a new mini podcast series to examine the state of minority home ownership in America. For eight weeks starting in February, please join Housing Wire Daily each Wednesday as we aim to provide listeners with a greater perspective on how race, housing, and wealth intersect and what experts are doing to close the home ownership gap. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mortgage Desk. Today, you'll be listening to an exclusive interview that features Housing Policy Council President and former director of the FHFA, Ed DeMarco. In today's interview, Ed discusses the change in administration and what that could mean for forbearances and the mortgage market going forward. Thanks for being with us today, Ed. Glad to be here, Kelsey. So um, we're changing over to the Biden administration, he's appointing um, all of his people in. It looks like everything's going pretty smoothly. Um, the votes so far have been fairly bipartisan in, in getting his appointees in, but but even if he does have some trouble, he does have the majority in the Senate right now. So um, as his people get kind of put into place, it looks like so far he signed in, uh, an order directing HUD to extend the foreclosure memorandum into March 31st. Um, but these kind of extensions, these short-term, one-month-out extensions is kind of what we've been seeing under the Trump administration so far. Um, so it's not too drastic of a change from what we've already been seeing. What do you think, um, do you think that they're planning on taking any kind of more drastic action? Or do you think we're going to see this continued one-month-at-a-time approach? 
I think with regard to the uh, moratoria on uh, foreclosures and eviction, um, I don't I don't expect anything drastic, and I do expect that uh, that uh, continued extensions will be fairly time limited. And there's there's a couple reasons for that. Um, you know, one is that uh, you know the administration's also working very hard to get this uh, pandemic under control, to get the vaccinations rolled out, and to start returning some things to normal. So that's you know that's an obvious reason why. Another is that there's been tremendous effort put in to assisting homeowners that have been affected economically by the pandemic, um, and. Uh, you know those those assistance programs are working, but for situations in which you know you know the uh, an eviction is being held up uh, only because of the of the health issue, I, I think everyone's looking at some point to we need to start you know restoring that uh, restoring that process. So I you know this has always been a question about balancing you know contracts and obligations with the realities of the uh, of the health crisis and and the health crisis is going to continue to dominate as it should but you know as we look towards the next number of months that starting to mitigate if the uh, if the medical steps are successful I would expect then that we would start to see some some resumption of uh, of this other more normal normal activity. So to your question, do I expect anything drastic? No. Do I expect there could be some continuations for limited amounts of time? Yes, I do. That makes a lot of sense. So I guess the even the mem- memorandums aside, you don't think that we're going to see um, any new courses of action as far as um, foreclosures and eviction? Do you think they're going to continue to take the approach of just extending it as needed? Uh, I, that, that appears to be the case. Uh, if they do, I would hope a couple things. One, that, um, that these various government programs, including the GSEs, uh, stay aligned on what those, what those deadlines are. I mean, right now, I think that their uh, FHFA's moratorium goes to the end of February and the government loan programs go to the end of March. It really would be helpful if they could stay coordinated on what these extensions are so that there's one announcement and one timeline for all of that. Um, but the other is it would be helpful to actually have some encouragement to to conclude um, you know, processes where, for example, a property has been abandoned. I mean, I know that it's that it's permitted, although there's a couple of states that, you know, can be difficult in that way. But but, you know, in in certain cases where there really shouldn't be, you know, either an economic or a health issue, it'd be good for them to encourage that uh, those processes being uh, being completed. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So what about as we emerge from the forbearance period? I know there's a lot of plans that Biden has put forth, and obviously they're subject to it getting through um, Congress. But what plans does the new administration have for helping homeowners as we do emerge from this forbearance period? I think, Kelsey, in the near term, uh, they're looking at, at two questions. The first is, 
um, extending eligibility to apply for forbearance. And the administration has already indicated uh, an interest in extending the application eligibility through the end of September. And my understanding is that that is meant to roughly align with um, their anticipation of, you know, the vaccine rollout and the kind of time frame to get most of the country uh, uh, vaccinated. So, um, so that's one thing. And we still are seeing families new applications for forbearance. They're not a, a huge number, but you know, the economic toll of of this pandemic is continuing to be felt in various communities and in certain industries. And so there are new applications for forbearance that are still still um, arriving. And then the other is we've got, um, you know, right now we've got about, let's say, 2.7 million families that are in forbearance. And the majority of those forbearances were put in place in March uh, I mean, uh, March, April, May of last year. So they're getting close to the to their to the end of their one year. And so a question that's being asked but is not answered yet is: Is there does it make sense to extend the forbearance uh, period beyond 12 months? So that's that's being weighed as as well. But then, you know, in terms of, so those are the near-term things. You also asked more generally, you know, the administration's, you know, assistance for homeowners. I mean, they, longer term, um, they clearly have an interest in promoting new homeownership. The president talked about a, you know, a down payment uh, assistance, a tax credit and so forth. So I think we'll see those issues emerge, you know, as policy discussions, but probably not until later in the year. Um, really everything associated with the pandemic and the families that have been disrupted by the pandemic is the is where the near-term focus will be. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so as we are moving through this, um, how are things going to look different, do you think, um, with Biden and his administration at the helm than maybe it would have looked um, if we had seen a different outcome in, in November and, and Trump's administration was uh, guiding us through this? Um, well, in terms of the pandemic assistance to homeowners, I'm, I'm not sure I would, you know, could conclude right now that things would be, would have been much different uh, if President Trump had been reelected. I mean, the, the program of forbearance and the and the programs put in place to assist families out of forbearance, I mean, what their sort of post-forbearance um, situation would be was pretty well developed and I think had broad um, bipartisan support. So I don't think that there would have been dramatic differences there. We, we may see the Biden administration want to lean harder into um, you know, making sure that uh, that um, families that they reach the end of forbearance are given every opportunity to stay in their home. But, you know, servicers are already geared that way. They don't want to foreclose on folks. They want to find a way to, to you know, to uh, make something work for families that, as they reach the end of forbearance. So I'm, I'm not sure there was there would have been um, big changes with regard to the the terms around the forbearance. The Trump administration might have been less interested in extending forbearance eligibility or 
or forbearance periods, but that's uh, we really don't know because it, it, uh, because the question hadn't ripened before the election outcome was clear. So short answer is I don't. Um, it's not clear there would have been huge difference. Okay. Um, so one difference that we have seen in this administration is um, its focus on housing discrimination. Um, President Biden has made it clear um, that he that's going to be one of his top priorities. And I think um, even his nomination for HUD secretary um, when he appointed Marsha Fudge is, uh, I mean, she's been talking about that, how it's going to be one of her priorities. So how is that focus going to affect how the administration approaches not just forbearance, but also just housing assistance strategies in general? Yeah. Um, so there's there's no doubt that the uh, that the new administration um, has a keen focus on the uh, racial home ownership gap. That is the fact that that uh, majority families, white families, have uh, greater home ownership rates than most uh, communities of color. And so that that is a is is a real priority and concern for them. And understandably, we welcome that. Um, at, in terms of how does that translate into approaches with forbearance and housing assistance, I think it um, it uh, it goes to the answer I gave of the previous question that there may be you know a, a heightened attention or wanting to make sure that every um, opportunity has been given to a family that's in forbearance to be able to stay in their home when they reach the end of the forbearance period to find a successful strategy to allow them to uh, to keep their home because as we know um you know the pandemic is not well it's it, it is economically it has affected um uh, communities of color uh, harder. And when we look at forbearance uh, as an example, um, we certainly have minority communities that are um, have been um, you know hit really hard by this pandemic. And so when they get to the end of forbearance, you know not all those jobs have come back. And I think the administration is going to be really focused on are we doing everything we can to help these folks? Um, maintain their home ownership. Because look, if we're trying to improve home ownership rates and lo- reduce that racial home ownership gap, we don't want to, at the starting line, be, you know, seeing the gap actually worsen because of the because of the pandemic. So I clearly there will be um, a lot of uh, focus and attention. Have we exhausted all reasonable possibilities to help folks preserve home ownership? Longer term, in terms of housing assistance strategies that go beyond the pandemic, again, I've already mentioned the um, the, um, the down payment uh, assistance uh, tax credit. I think we will see some other things like that. Clearly, um, the administration is going to work on housing supply issues and try to work on improving the supply of affordable housing. So I think there's another place where the new administration's, you know, strategy. Uh, to deal with the with the racial ownership gap, um, we're going to start seeing it show up in some policy proposals. Yeah, and that really feeds into um, my next question: is as we move beyond the pandemic and beyond foreclosure, um, or yeah, foreclosures, forbearance periods, um, the Biden administration issued an executive order uh, asking, well, everyone um, to examine. Uh, different rules made under Trump, but he specifically asks HUD to 
examine um, decisions made by Trump that, that might affect housing discrimination. Um, I know there was some Obama era rules that the Trump administration rolled back while while it was uh, overseeing HUD. So do you think we're going to start seeing major rollbacks um, of the rules put in place under the Trump administration and kind of a return to those uh, rules that we saw under Obama? Um, I, I don't think I would put it quite that way. Uh, so the President Biden signed an executive order uh, directing HUD to to reexamine um, a couple of the of the you know, major rules in this area that were promulgated uh, in the Trump administration. So, you know, looking at disparate impact, looking at affirmatively furthering fair housing, these are going to get um, reexamined uh, by um, by um, um, by by HUD in the new administration. Um, it's not clear that that means roll, simply rolling back to what the rule was pre-Trump administration or whether this is an opportunity to say, okay, whether because of Supreme Court cases or because of things we've learned, you know, maybe there's a, a, a way of redoing uh, these rules in a manner that, um, that better suits the, the view that the administration has about them, but that's not necessarily a, just a, a simple r- repeal what Trump and President Trump did and go back to where we were. It's actually um, an examination of what you know what should what should this, these rules look like and going through the rulemaking process to amend them accordingly. I, I did think it noteworthy that the that the executive order was about examining these things. So, so we'll see exactly where that, where that works out, but there's no question that these are going to, that those rules in particular are going to come under some very um, uh, careful scrutiny. And I certainly would expect the administration, the, the Biden administration to be making changes there. But let me you you asked the question broadly. Um, there are other things that were done during the Trump administration that I actually, um, frankly, I hope that the um, that the Biden administration continues to work on and, and to improve upon. So maybe if I could take a minute and talk about a couple of those. Um, for example, uh, HUD over the last few years got bipartisan support in Congress for funding. Um, a technolo- technology modernization program. Uh, they called it Operation Catalyst. And it was meant to be a multi-year effort to modernize the uh, technology infrastructure of the FHA program. That work has been going on for a few years now. We're actually starting to see the fruits of that modernization effort um, in the marketplace, but there's still a lot of work to do. And I certainly hope that you know, on something like this, just improving the operational infrastructure of FHA, that the new administration comes in and keeps the momentum going and gets gets those projects finished. Similarly with Ginnie Mae, um, Ginnie Mae had a multi-year technology uh, enhancement program uh, called Ginnie Mae 2020. And uh, again, We've seen some things completed, others are still in process. I hope the new administration comes in and really um, keeps momentum going and, and allows that modernization to get done. I think the, the benefit of doing that is the new administration is clearly going to be focused on affordable housing, getting FHA and Ginnie Mae modernized and improving some of the operational parameters of their programs will make 
the FHA program in particular more attractive to lenders, make it more uh, efficient and effective to participate in the program, that will lower the cost. And those things combined will actually make the program uh, less costly and more attractive and available to home buyers. So I think that there's a lot to be done that can continue work that started in the in the Trump administration as well. And I certainly hope on on issues like that that the that the incoming administration continues that work. Yeah, and I mean, again, given its focus on improving homeownership for minority homebuyers and uh, or even um, for first-time homebuyers, those are the people who are using the majority of these FHA loans. So. Um, you know, anything that can be done that that makes that product more attractive to the industry as a whole would really benefit um, the, those segments that this administration is trying to target. That's right. Well, thank you so much for coming on with us today. Um, this has been really informative and um, we will continue to keep this discussion open as as HUD makes decisions and then and then as the new secretary is confirmed and, and we start to see movement in that space. Very good. Thanks for having me, Kelsey. Thank you. Now more than ever, the housing industry is looking to its leaders for answers. That's why each week, the Housing News Podcast invites a new mortgage, fintech, or real estate executive to the show to provide its listeners with more perspective on the announcements and news stories crossing HousingWire's news desk. Hosted by Sarah Wheeler and produced by Elsina Lloyd, the Housing News Podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and we'll catch everyone back here again tomorrow.